to make wise insurance choices. Look for links below for dsuparent.com slash insurance. And with that, let's get on to today's podcast. Previously, I actually shared that with all the inflation, my expenses actually went up by 50%. Ready for me to pull it up for you to see transparently? This is how it looks like. In August 2020, my share of the family's total expenses was $4,112. But in August 2022, my share became $6,094. I recategorized the sharing between me and my wife for insurance. And I did a deep study into car expenses, cash expenses, as well as credit card spending. I relooked at my insurance again. And that's how I actually came up with these details. Today, I have even more insights to share with you. And just in case you're also running a household, thinking what do other families spend on, this video is for you. Before we get any further, disclaimer again, each and every family's household is different with different preferences on what we want to spend on with different income levels. Some numbers that I present to you may seem high, whereas others may feel too low. But the more important part is with these numbers, bring it back to your own situation and do some positive recalibration. So with that cleared out of the way, let's get on to the first big change, which is my mortgage. This house uh, is costing a lot of money. Previously, the loan was 980000 because I've even taken a term loan out and borrowed against the property. So what have I done? Drum rolls. I've actually cut down that loan massively. I've refinanced the property's loan to a fixed package at 3.4% for 3 years. And if you're also thinking what to adopt for your own mortgage strategy, smash the subscribe. I'll be releasing a follow-up video to explain a bit more on my rationale. But today is about discussing expenses. And I'll show you how I actually cut down this leverage progressively. You know, previously I've actually shared that I actually sold away my HDB flat. There are CPF and cash proceeds coming up from there. And I actually deduced that paying off this home loan aggressively is the right move to make. I added figures for my wife's CPF OA accounts because CPF OA only pays 2.5%, correct? And if mortgage is 3.4% or 4.9% on floating rate, then what's the point of keeping CPF OA floating inside? Might as well clear off the loan. We've used some of our income for this year to consolidate into a final amount of 480000 to pay off the loan. That's why this new loan is only going to be at $500,000 quantum. Before I get further, I would like to address the first question that I predict will come up in the comment sections. Why pay off the mortgage loan, correct? Why not invest it for higher returns? Surely it makes sense to put into the markets, correct? Bottom line is, I advocate on prudence. 1 plus percent, any idiot should go and just borrow and leverage. But 3, 4 or even 5%, then we have to be very careful. Because when you're investing with leverage, you are running against time. Which means also, if the market stays flat, you are already losing money due to interest costs. Especially so also if you are closing in on retirement. Taking on loans unnecessarily is really, really not needed. So again, if you are keen to hear more on my mortgage choice, smash the subscribe. I'll share more in due time. With that, let's move on to big change number two, which is my small one, is right now in N1. Now my kids turn to three years old, they go to nursery one. The thing is, the cost will definitely skyrocket once they get into that phase. Factoring in the working mother's child relief, and my half of the equation, that bill to me would be $625. Again, that's my half of the equation only. This does not include, of course, all the sea aquarium trips that school do, all the new uniforms, etc, etc. And hopefully all these costs are picked up 
in my cash expenses. There are private kindergartens that charge even more. And on the other hand, there are PCF centers that charge way less. So as a parent, you have to make your decision what is the best environment for your child. And if you happen to be a parent-to-be with questions, leave them in the comments sections below. Let's move on to small changes. And the first one to note is that actually food costs have actually climbed up a bit. Of course, right? I have two young hungry boys now and boys can really eat a lot. My elder one who is 8 years old, if it's a food that he likes, he can eat more than a lady. That's something I can confirm for sure. Horrifying, correct? So what do we do? Usually we bring on extra food, extra vegetables from home to bulk up his meal. And at 8 years old, eat more rice. Law. You know, when you're so young, you can't put on weight. Whereas for adults, well, if you eat more rice, then jala already. <laughs> and speaking about food, we actually go to restaurants too. It's not that we only eat at hawker centers, where you may have bumped into me before. Looking through the entire credit card statement and doing a deep dive on latest figures, my best estimate for food and grocery is around $1,960 per month. That is slightly higher than previously. My half of the equation would then be $980. I think this number is actually quite prudent. I've seen private clients' dining numbers alone way more than this already. And I'm factoring my two young kids into the equation also. That's because I don't order a lot of alcohol outside, I guess. And I use a lot of discount and rewards apps. This is a glimpse of my credit card statement. You realize I don't spend a lot, correct? And there's only a good meal recorded down at Lao Beijing. Let's move on next to small change number two, which is on my insurance. This is a quick glimpse into my own coverage. Wife and children are not included in this table yet. The only small change is this Sompo PAE's coverage, simply because AXA's PA plan is no longer available on the market. I'd like to answer the first question you may have on insurance, which is, do you really need a personal accident insurance? Well, that depends on whether your company provides sufficient outpatient coverage. I'm self-employed and I play badminton, which means I sprained my ankle before. I've even gotten whacked in the eye before. And speaking about that, a quick story. I went to see the eye specialist and he recognized me from YouTube, which is pretty cool actually. So if you recognize me on the streets, don't be afraid to say hi. Thank you again very much for supporting this channel. It gives me fuel to continue spreading the financial knowledge that I have to help more Singaporeans and to help more families. I've digressed. Speaking about personal accident, it covers you for injury, correct? And especially for treatments such as MRI scans that doesn't lead to an operation, these are outpatient costs that you may need to foot yourself. A personal accident plan also covers for physio costs. So if today you're looking for a recommendation, check out Sombo PAEs. It's a coverage with little frills, and I've actually a full article below on why I rate it highly. My plan cost me $13 per month only, and if you'd like to sign up, I have links in that article itself. Let's pull back up my insurance summary table, and I'd like to teach you some things. The first is that you realize I have an income vivo life plan, correct? And that's actually fully paid, simply because I squeezed it to 5 years, paying 4000 plus per year. But the good part is that cash outflow is done already, and the plan is fully paid. I've also shaded in green, blue, orange, term plans that are staggered to complete coverage at different phases. Use that as a strategy to cut down your insurance costs because you don't need all your term plans to cover you until 65 or 70. It's way too expensive. You would realize that at the age of 65 or 70, your career is almost winding down already if it hasn't already done so. Your liabilities are hopefully also fully paid. 
Then the other thing to note is that I've actually critical illness insurance coverage of $1.5 million because potential income is high at this stage of life. Kids are young, which means my dependents are still going to incur a lot of expenses for the next 10 years. These are planning concepts that hopefully your advisor can go through with you to develop the right insurance portfolio. And if you're looking for someone, look for links below for dsuparent.com slash insurance. With insurance out of the way, let's look at other small changes. The first one to note are car expenses. Recently, my car starter motor spoiled, cost me $400, so I have to amortize that cost. That's why there's a small step up in car cost. The second is bills. I've actually checked on recent amounts. I think consumption on electricity and water has inched up. That's why the bills are a little bit larger. I've also signed a new handphone line with Zim Mobile, and that's why I've bumped up my bill estimates. The third is actually in enrichment. For this, let me share a few more details. Previously, my boy was going for coding class and swimming classes. He's actually completed both of these, and right now I've registered him with an English-speaking class. That cost me $65 per lesson. He still berries for Chinese. Previously, it was $55 per lesson, but right now it's $79. They've raised prices. After school care, this has also inched up. Previously, it was $600 per month. Now it's $675 per month. Next year, they've also announced that they are going to raise their rates even higher. No changes to school allowances of $2, and that brings my half of child enrichment to $648 per month. Take note again, this is my half of the equation only. So all in all, let's tabulate the new figures. Firstly, for car costs, September 2023, $500. That is an increment. Total home loan, right now $1,238 per month. That is a big decrease. Other housing costs, the same, $450. That includes my conservancy charges for the condo. Insurance costs, $498, a slight increment. Food, groceries, entertainment. Total spend on credit card is $980, and including $500 spent via GrabPay and cash base, this brings that total amount to $1,480, a slight increment. Childcare costs, a new expense, $625. Enrichment, student care, allowances, and school, a slight decrease to $648. Other bills, a slight increment to $220 per month. And last but not least, holiday budget of $9,000 divided by 2 and divided over 12 months, remaining the same at $375. That brings the per month total bill for my half of the equation to $6,034. Take note again, this does not factor in income tax expenses. This does not factor in increased business expenses. On paper, it looks like a reduction. Time to celebrate. But that's actually not the case because I paid down the home loan by a lot. So if you're viewing this in a life stage whereby you're before kids, this kind of commitment to kids will come in when you have yours. Alternatively, if you are just starting to work, these are expenses incurred with a car. Delay your car purchase as long as possible. Or if you are buying a new property, take note again, these are the latest figures for home loan. Think through first before you commit to a big one. Hopefully, you like my sharing and I would like to invite you to some of my previous tutorials. This one touches on my net worth. I know if you've seen it, I'll also be doing a new one come end of year, but check this out if you haven't seen that already. Or if you've seen it already, check out this full tutorial on Chris Plus, who's today's sponsor. 
I've actually shared in this full tutorial how to maximize the rewards for yourself to save the maximum amount of money. With that, let me invite you to either of these tutorials and I'll start off from here. Take care as always, goodbye.